Hey, y'all, it's Pastor Emil here with uh, Brother Greg for another episode of Sweet Jesus. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Ice cream is sweet. So many other things in life are sweet, but Jesus is far sweeter. And uh, we are continuing our look at The Celebration of Discipline, The Path to Spiritual Growth, a book by Richard J. Foster. We've been through the first four chapters thus far. Hopefully you got a chance to listen to the one on fasting last week. Uh, Today we're looking at the discipline of study. And, uh, you know, Brother Greg and I have been talking about this for the last half hour before we sat down and turned on the the mics here. And and I just hope you guys get some of what we talked about with the (laughs) mics not on, because there are some, there's some really good stuff here. It's, it's really important. Um, Maybe just start out with that. uh, The discipline of study, you know, what, what do you see? How how do you see it lacking? Uh, How do you see this as such an important need now? What are your thoughts on that? We we were kind of touching on that, and then I tried to shut it down so we could turn on the mics. <laughs> right. Well, we're definitely in a generation. The younger generation uh, has an emphasis on study, and you know, more and more, you have to have a college degree now. You can't just uh, move your way up in life through uh, non-degreed work. I mean, some still can, but it's becoming more difficult. Um. But at the same time, it seems like the average person coming to church or the average Christian uh, doesn't seem to know the scriptures that well or even lots of devotional writings out there that were written by believers over the ages. So uh, I think we talked earlier about three sources of revelation that I, that I kind yeah. of mentioned. Yep. The Bible's number one that comes first, kind of lets us know uh, the basics about the Lord. Then our church traditions that come out of the scriptures, Paul says in Thessalonians, keep the traditions I've taught you, not the bad traditions that make the word of God of none effect, like Jesus talked about, but the good traditions. And then reason, Isaiah says, come, let us reason together. Reason is, you know, when you study science, history, all those types of things. And then uh, there's an emphasis on reason today. Um, but that should probably be third on the list. Reason should be subject to church traditions, which should be subject to the Word of God. And at best, you know, people are studying science, history, etc., but they're mm. not really understanding the traditions of the Word or the Word itself. Yeah, we're, um, <clears throat> we, we live in a world where there's this emphasis on science and knowledge, and, you know, you got to get a college education. There's been an emphasis, I know, probably, like, uh, in our age, uh, upbringing and all that, considered an essential thing. And yet somehow <laughs> our society is getting less and less intelligent, <laughs> less and less uh, mm-hmm. educated, less and less uh, capable in in so many different ways. It's um, an information age where we're, we're gaining lots of information and maybe some facts, but there's not a lot of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. So, uh, and... I've heard a couple of ways of understanding wisdom. You have the information, right? And then there's moral rules, like this is what you should do and this Mm -hmm. is what you shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. But then wisdom is kind of looking out at life and recognizing that there are all these situations where the moral rules don't actually apply or they're not clear. Mm -hmm. So how do you you bring that in? And And see, Scripture addresses that. There's disputable matters. Not everything's black and white. There's there's lots of mm. gray areas. But without the ability to study principles, you you either turn into a legalist, fundamentalist, where everything's black and white, or uh, a relativist, where your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth, and it's it just chaos. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, right out of the gates here, you know, each of these chapters starts out so well. Mm-hmm. And and I think really draws me in for sure as I read it. It it, it explains and highlights why it's essential, why this discipline each each time, mm-hmm. uh, why it's essential, and what it does, and how important it is. And and this particular chapter is no different. Uh, this quote he's got, uh, Caleb Colton, 
I don't actually know who that is, and mm-hmm. I didn't look up who that oh, was. He, he quotes all kinds of people. He quotes <laughs> uh, all kinds of people. He's clearly done a, a very broad, uh, his research is very broad and includes a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. But this one quote is fascinating. <clears throat> he, he that studies only men will get the body of knowledge without the soul. Mm-hmm. And he that studies only books, the soul without the body. Mm-hmm. He that to what he sees adds observation and to what he reads reflection is in the right road to knowledge, provided that in scrutinizing the hearts of others, he neglects not his own. And, uh, you know, we see right there just, you know, we could probably pick apart some of the specifics and maybe we wouldn't say it that way or or he, maybe he's thinking of each, he's defining some of these terms a little differently. But... There is a balance, you know, and I, uh, I came from a place where there are a lot of people that had spent a lot of time in our particular tribe, right, our particular denomination, mm-hmm. and they had been educated through that denomination. They'd been through the catechism. They'd been through a lot of Lutheran schools. They, they'd been through um, a lot of Bible studies led by a guy uh, who was very adamant about studying Scripture and, mm-hmm. and made it really a Bible study. Um, and I, I found that that was good in a lot of ways, but it was also terrible in some ways, mm-hmm. you know, because you were really indoctrinated into a very specific way of thinking about things Mm -hmm. and you can actually read the scriptures with um, a filter that you may not even realize is there when you don't broaden it right and then I I got here to open arms and they were actually asking me for more of or or it felt like maybe not everybody but I felt like they were saying you know hey we need we want to dig a little bit deeper uh, we want, uh, you know, a little bit more substance to some of the teaching and all that kind of stuff. And I tried to do that. Uh, you know, this is one of those things. It's just an avenue to, to provide that. We've got a Bible study on uh, Wednesday nights also. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how well I, <laughs> I, I make that into a true study. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when I'm done my but, class, I'd like to come check it out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if, all right. I'm, I'm doing a class for a month or two, and then I'll... See if I can check it out. Yeah, just uh, go easy on the guy <laughs> up front, all right? But but I, I, I've started to say, you know what? I, I don't want to overdo that because I don't want to make them like the... <laughs> well, one you, key thing I, I think you just said, um, that Paul told Timothy, study to show yourself approved. He didn't say, study so you can parrot what I'm telling you. We have to have a, a relationship with God, and we need to get revelation from him. And yeah, he sends teachers. Paul says, oh, there, there's 10,000 teachers in Christ you, you can have. But, but, but very few fathers, right? right very few fathers. First Corinthians a 4. Father, a spiritual father teaches you how to study for yourself, not just parrot information and uh, become a disciple of somebody. You learn how to become a disciple of the Lord and the Word. And, and, and that's some of the, the uh, scriptural principles, I think, of how we need to renew our mind. A lot of people are not renewing their mind. They're parroting, whether it's theology, politics, or whatever. They're parroting what other people are saying. That's a really good point. And and I would say that I'm a seminary-trained pastor, but I don't know that I was actually trained to study. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know I wasn't taught to study in the churches that I was a part of, and I was not a part of a church my entire life, I got to the game kind of late. Right. But nowhere do they actually sit down and say, this is how you study. This is how you, you know, he's he's talking about in this quote we just read, (laughs) he's adding reflection and observation and all these other things Mm -hmm. that, you know, I think some of those things came naturally to me, but I don't have like a system and I don't know how to help people. And and I actually just spent the last two days on a Zoom conference with uh, PLI. It's the Pastoral Leadership Institute. Mm-hmm. And their whole goal is to try and help leaders, pastors, churches, and non, 
clergy leaders also to become disciples and to disciple others mm-hmm. who then also disciple. So we're, they're really trying to work on helping churches rethink how they do this kind of stuff. Right. But like I said, I mean, I, I don't even know. I, I got the way I was taught to do it, <laughs> and it really is more of the parroting, like, mm-hmm. here's, here's the Lutheran take on this passage. And regurgitate it. <laughs> and that's kind of kind of uh, kind of it, and and like, I've been like, th- that's the beginning of study for sure. We we got to know Jesus is God, and you know mm-hmm. we got to know yeah. the basics. So we teach people that, but that's kind of the milk. The meat is going to be this. Uh, we don't have all the answers, <laughs> and you got to figure out the answers on your own in your yeah. in your church, in your ministry, in your family. Uh, these are the principles, but. You, you have to study to, to figure out some of these answers. Yeah. A lot of these answers. <laughs> and there, there's two big things that you just brought up that I think are huge. Um, we want answers. We want to know. We want it clear. We want it <clears throat> black and white. We want it uh, crystal, crystal clear. Mm-hmm. But that's not how <laughs> life right, right. is. I, it's just not. And. Like, I, I want to revamp a little bit, and I'm beginning to do it at my church, on how we get people to study. I, I think men and women are very different, and, and children, and, 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 and how we get uh, uh, everybody to study. Um, men tend to want to know the answers. I'm coming to church. I got problems with my marriage. I got tr- problems with my kids. I, I don't know if I should stay with this job or not. I want some quick answers. I, I want to fix everything. Mm-hmm. Um and that, that's not how you have a better marriage. <laughs> you, yeah. ha- you have to study your wife. <laughs> if you're still saying you want, you just want to know the answers and you just want to fix it, then you ain't going to be married very long. <laughs> that's just, exactly. But God has designed it that way. Not, not everything is about reason and logic and... It's not. Easy, pity, patty answers. That, that's not what study is about. I mean, just the very <laughs> essence of who God is, right? The Trinity. Mm-hmm. What the heck is that about? <laughs> exactly. You know, there's. I mean, the Bible is very clear: Father, Son, Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. all God, mm-hmm. not the same, right? Not each other, right? There's this uh, neat little chart. The you know, the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit's God, but the Father's not the Son, the Son's not mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit's not the Father, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what in the world? Just like mind blowing. And, and right there, if at the heart of everything, the only thing that existed before time began, the only thing that we know for sure will exist after time comes to an end, or at least time as we know it, right, mm-hmm. is this being that is unexplainable, um, what makes us think <laughs> that we're going to be able to figure out exactly. all these other answers? And, you know... Uh, I'm thinking about we're going through some parables on Sunday morning here, kingdom parables, uh, and I don't know that if it's I forget if it's in Matthew, but I know I think I'm pretty sure it comes up in Mark when Jesus is kind of telling these parables. It says, you know, why why do you speak in parables? And then he he says the exact opposite of what everyone commonly thinks, right? Everyone goes, oh, well, Jesus was just such a creative teacher. He, he, he taught in these funny, love, lovely uh, little stories so that everyone would understand him. But actually, when Jesus answers that question, he says, oh, I, I do this so that those who, uh, you know, they will hear and not hear and see and not understand. And, and he's quoting Isaiah. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a way not to make it obvious to everyone when he speaks in parables, he is forcing us... To study. To study, yes. He's forcing <laughs> us. And the only people that get the answers are the people that go to him later and say, hey, Jesus, what the heck was that about? <laughs> it's, it's not the geniuses. It's yeah. not the, God has made the playing field level when it comes to study. Yeah. My, one of my children, I have four children, one of them began college courses in seventh grade. The, young, the youngest ever to go to UNO for seventh grade to take college courses. So she's a genius in the natural. But she's heard me give a ton of sermons, a ton of messages, and I'll try to review, you know, what, what she got out of it. 
And I'm like, you're, you're missing a lot of what I'm talking about. <laughs> and so I show her scriptures like Ecclesiastes, much study is wearisome to the flesh. It's not a self-effort or, or how high your IQ is. Uh, that, that's not what the Bible means by study. Yeah. Uh, that could be part of it, but that's not the main emphasis. There, there's a lot more than just knowing a bunch of facts. And um, Jesus actually says in uh, in uh, John chapter 5, verse 39, he says, You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have life, but it is mm -hmm. they that testify of me. Right? There's a person mm -hmm. behind this, and it's a person we're getting to know. And getting to know a person is far more complicated than just uh, getting a bunch of facts and figures. I can know an awful right. lot about you. And as a pastor, and you know, you stand in front of people, people may learn an awful lot about you, but that doesn't mean they know you. Right. Uh, if I memorize all the facts to, uh, you know, you know, I don't know, Bon Jovi. I don't know. John Bon Jovi. It, right, right. I, my kids, we watched The Masked Singer, and there was a song that somebody sang from Bon Jovi, and that's why it's probably on my brain. But if I memorize all the facts about him, and I just walk up to him and act like I know him as a right. person, right. right? he's going to call his security guard mm -hmm. and have me arrested <laughs> right, right. right, or or thrown out. And that's what people are doing with God. They, they know of Jesus. They, they know of God, but they don't know God. And the same thing with their leaders in the church. The Bible says, know those who labor amongst you. We don't know. We're not studying the leaders God has given us. And the preachers don't know who they're preaching to either. <laughs> they don't know the sheep. The sheep don't know the shepherds or however people categorize themselves because there's a lack of study. There's a lack of... That's what eternal life is, knowing the Father and knowing the Son. It's not Scantron filling in the bubble <laughs> knowledge. Do they still use Scantron? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. uh, it's, it's not that kind of knowledge the Bible's talking about that makes us perish. Yeah. There's lots of that knowledge. And Daniel says in the last days, knowledge is going to be everywhere. It, it's this uh, study. And, you know, one of, of the, one of the things in this uh, conference I've been at the last couple of days talked about the cultural earthquake that we are actually in the midst of right now, mm -hmm. that uh, the world is changing. Everything about the world that we thought we knew is changing uh, dramatically, and it's changing. Mm -hmm. the, the pace of that change, I think, is increasing, and COVID had a lot to do with that, mm -hmm. particularly with the church. So a culture that was becoming more and more fragmented and, and less and less connected, despite the <laughs> technological connections, mm -hmm. right? that was just accelerated in churches mm -hmm. that were struggling to maintain connections with people and mm -hmm. attendance and participation and engagement and all that kind of stuff are now just like drowning, trying to figure out ways to do that. Uh, it's not, uh, and I actually have said to my kids, I said it to my kids last night, like, Hey, you know, church as we know it today may not be what you have for quote church. Uh, I'm not saying you don't, there's no Jesus. I'm not saying you don't gather with Christians. Right. I'm just saying what we think of as church right now may not exist by the time you're adults or by the time your kids are, are coming Definitely. into the world. Definitely. And, and what is going to be uh, more important than <laughs> study? you got to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. you, you can't rely on a person like me. Or if you're listening to a person like me or a person like you on something like this, you know, you have to be able to discern whether or not we're crazy or not, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because there's a million people out there uh, and you may find something that you like to hear, but that doesn't make it right. You know, and, and the problem is if, if somebody could give you all the answers, you'd still be in trouble because you, you, you don't know how to get there. You don't know what's involved, the experiences, the, the whatever, that, that gets you to the knowledge. I, I just mm -hmm. remember people counseling me, telling me things when I was, you know, 20, 25, 30. And like, I thought I had it, but I didn't have it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it was in your head, not your, yeah. not your heart. And, yeah. and until I, I got some wisdom and experience under my belt, I'm like, okay, I finally got it. I finally understand, not just factually can regurgitate what they said, but now I actually understand 
why it works or, or why it's this way. Or and that <clears throat> same idea is something that I said to a lot of people when I got out of, out of seminary or when I was going to seminary. You know, in clergy circles, there's a there tends to be this sense like, and in church leadership too, like, oh yeah, the seminaries. I guess they're good, but, you know, then we have to train them when they get out, you know, like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when I was going through a s- undergraduate, too, engineering degree, everybody was like, okay, yeah, you get your engineering degree, and then you come to us and we'll make you an engineer, right? Like, that's <laughs> right, kind right. of the idea. The theory and the practice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I remember at one point where it just dawned on me, and I said this to somebody, and they were just <laughs> totally shocked. They were bashing, mm-hmm. you know, the seminary that I came from, well, well uh, all seminaries probably, really. Right. And I just said, you know, I think they did about the best they could. Mm-hmm. You know, if if they would have told me this, I wouldn't have heard it. I wouldn't have gotten it. Or mm-hmm. actually, you know what? I'm pretty sure they did tell me, but it didn't make sense to me. Like, I didn't right. grab it and go, oh, you know, the way I did five years later when mm-hmm. I was out. And I went... That's what that was. Oh, okay, I get it now. I see it, you know. Um, And then there's just your own personal journey, your own personal walk of faith. Like, God has to reveal to you things. Like, you you can't just learn it. You can't just memorize it. And one thing I started discovering in the scriptures, the more I read them, how often I would see words like, remember. Hmm. So, uh, and, and there's nothing new under the sun. And so I, I began, as I began to study more, I'm starting to realize there's not more to learn. There's things I've forgotten <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and didn't do a good job with when I first knew it or experienced yeah. it. Yeah. So that's where I think the renewing of the mind, uh, we have to unlearn to. We start getting into bad habits or or using the truth in, in the wrong way. You know, we're not speaking the truth in love, things like that. But a lot of times it's just uh, remembrance, hmm. stirring it back up. Uh, I mean, there's even one scripture in Peter. It's almost like you, you could forget that your sins were forgiven. <laughs> How could oh, you forget that? That's the I think people forget that every day, Yeah, all yeah. the time. Right, right. Because they're all guilty <laughs> and weighed down by it, and you have to mm-hmm. remind yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was one thing we didn't actually get into. We talked mm-hmm. about it beforehand. You know, this idea that at the heart of the Christian faith, contrary to what most modern secular people in, you know, 21st century America, what they believe about Christianity is that you have to kind of check your brain at the door. Right. That you're not supposed to think. You're not supposed to use your brain. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to use reason. You have to actually suspend right. your reasoning capacity in order to swallow this, right. you know, just unbelievable, incredible, irrational mm-hmm. set of beliefs. Right. Um, and, and that's actually not, not true. Uh, I actually think if you take your reason, if you're honest about your reason as a, as a modern secular person, what you'll find is that you should be far more depressed than you <laughs> are. <laughs> Uh, and and why you even get up out of bed any 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 day of the week is is a mystery, oh, yeah. right? You you have absolutely no reason to get up out of bed. You have much, absolutely much knowledge is much sorrow. Yeah, in, in, uh, you Ecclesiastes. Have no reason to uh, to not jump off that bridge. <laughs> you really don't. If you're a modern secular person, if that's if if what you say you believe is true, and you mm-hmm. carry it all the way out, then mm-hmm. man, this is pretty sorry existence. It, Mm-hmm. Nothing matters. But if you lean in to reason, if you think about things more, if you give the uh, the, the beliefs, the, the common principles of Christianity and Jesus and Scripture and all that kind of stuff, if you lean into them and you're honest and you have that reasoning period, uh, you actually, there are an awful lot more reasons to believe it than not. Oh, we could tell uh, the world all the time, uh, you don't know how to study, even with all your degrees. Uh, you're an atheist because I can't prove there's a God. Well, can you? Pr- are you all knowing? Uh, can you prove that there's no yeah, God? Yeah. Uh, and then all the evolutionary ideas and so forth. I mean, when you study it all out, I'm like, it takes a tremendous amount of faith <laughs> to, yeah. to believe all that. You know? Yeah. So. There's uh, there's a lot of holes in in most of their arguments, and and they're starting to 
the the philosophical uh, academic community I think is starting to get there. There are some leading atheists, secular right. people that are that are at least willing to say, acknowledge it. Hey, you know, uh, if, if this is all true, <laughs> there's really uh, no hope. There, there's nothing to be all that happy about. We're we're just gonna burn up one day. And yeah, I've, and, I've seen atheists say, "I'm glad there's Christianity," because people would, like you say, destroy themselves yeah. if if they didn't have some type of. Yeah. Framework of faith. Uh, but there's a there's a guy, Bertrand Russell. He's a leading atheist guy, uh, scientist or philosopher or something. I forget exactly. Um, but he's got this quote in one of his books about how, you know, basically this is the reality. And so it's probably best to not think about it so much. And I'm paraphrasing and I'm right, drawing right. it from somebody else who quoted him somewhere along the line that I heard it. But... Uh, so really what he's saying <clears throat> is you shouldn't think so much. <laughs> you shouldn't use your brain to its fullest capacity. Mm-hmm. And and here the two of us are saying, no, you should use your brain to its fullest capacity. Right, right. And when you Love do... God with all your money. Yeah, and when you do, you're <laughs> going to come to Christianity. And then as a Christian, part of faith is actually, you know, when Paul says... We walk by faith and not by sight. He doesn't say we walk by faith and not by thinking. Like, he, he's not putting those two against each other. We walk by faith, not by reason. That's not what he says. He says right. we walk by faith, not by sight. So you should actually be thinking. And the more you think, the more you'll be able to combat some of these things that, that the devil throws at you that the world throws at you, that your own flesh throws at you. You actually have to remind yourself that your sins are forgiven. I have to remind myself of that mm-hmm. every day. <laughs> like, you, you, you know, I'll, I'll be the in basics. the... basics. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in the pool, you know, I'm swimming, and like I just... You're, you, you got nothing else but the sound of the water <laughs> as you're going through the water, right? I mean, you can't... I, I mean, unless there are waterproof earbuds I don't know about. But you just think, and a lot of it's good, and it's helpful, and then every once in a while it's not. And you go, wait a second, Lord, I'm pretty sure you already forgave me for that. Uh, Or the other way, you know, Lord, I'm pretty sure I forgave them already, so uh, why why am I getting all riled up now? Mm -hmm. Or here's a situation that I don't have an answer to, uh, but... I already handed it over to you, and you promised you would take care of it, so I'm going to give it back to you again, or, or I'm going to at least remind myself that I already kind of gave it back to you. Right, right. You know, so you're arguing with the devil. You're arguing with your sinful flesh. You're arguing all the time and using reason and going, whoa, 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 whoa. let's think about this. Mm-hmm. Right. Jesus is risen from the dead. Why am I afraid of... We'll right, pick, right. pick whatever ridiculous thing. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Uh, and actually, it doesn't even have to be a ridiculous thing. It could be a really serious thing. The early Christians, they were not afraid to be thrown to the lions. And and what did they say to themselves? Did they say, "Just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Just don't think about it." No, they they probably said things like, "Jesus is alive, <laughs> and we will be too." Mm-hmm. I mean, so you're you're actually reasoning through the facts of the faith. Um. To, to yeah, Agrippa, or I think, he told Paul, you, you almost persuade me to be a Christian. Yeah, are you going to persuade me to be a Christian? Right, right. And he's like, <laughs> I would that all would come to know Jesus. I think another thing he addresses is like devotional classics, studying the writings of, of believers. And in a lot of those devotional classic, classics, City of God or whatever it might be he, he brings up, it shows the interaction between the church and the state. And, and, you know, in our current environment, we, there, there, there's a lot of division and there's a lot of lack of what I would call study, where people are, are chasing conspiracy theories and there's a lot of rebellion against the government and, and what man is capable of doing. Uh, just a simple study of Isaiah. God is king, lawgiver, and judge. Mm. Our constitution is, is Judeo-Christian. It, it's kind of based off the word. It's, it has checks and balances. And because people now are chasing conspiracy theories and all this speculative stuff, you can't really prove one way or another. You know, it might be true, it might not be true. 
it's it's fomenting this this rebellious attitude. We, we don't want to listen to the government. We don't want to listen to healthcare workers. We, we don't want to listen to anybody. Even if the wrong person got elected or, or, or somebody in authority is not doing something correct, when you study and understand there's different branches of government, there's different checks and balances, God has authority. Um, in Psalms, it says, I have more insight than my teachers. I have more knowledge than my elders. It doesn't mean I don't listen to them. I, I, re- I rebel against them. They're not always going to be right. But God has a system of authority, and, and we need to know how, how he has set up things. And we, and we could expand this even to our, our knowledge of the church. You know, what, what is the church? Is it just the people we see around us? Uh, are, are there things we could study about the lives of martyrs and saints in the past? Uh, yeah, maybe people get too, too far into, you know, worshiping and venerating and things like that. But when you study the lives of believers, which happens when you read the Bible anyway, it's just when you read later uh, church history, it, it's a little more applicable because it's closer mm. to the times we're in. I think it helps us to uh, understand the cloud of witnesses and, and different things uh, we should understand in terms of a, a universal church. And while I stressed earlier, we can't parrot people, we need to study for ourselves. That's one type of study. But then there's another type of study where you, you can't really understand something by yourself. You have to understand something in terms of how a community, yeah, original audience or saints in heaven and earth, there's there's so much to this discipline of study that that we're missing out on. Yeah, there is a need for community for sure, um, but I, and I think you know you bring up a lot a lot of good points in the state of the world. I mean, I. I just I don't even listen to the news anymore. Like I, Same I don't even <laughs> click on things. I, uh, you because know, there's just so people much. are so biased too. They they don't. Pr- everything's an editorial now. Everything is an editorial. No, no, Everything. Nothing is just. Give me some knowledge. Give me some facts. Here's some information, and let me figure out. Everything's yeah. an opinion now. Well, because because they're all trying to persuade. They're all they're all trying to get more people on their team, or they're trying to uh, make a buck, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing that makes a buck is the thing that gets you the most angry, the thing that makes you the most afraid. And so, um, I think emotion, too much emotion, not study. If we spent half of the time that uh, the average person spends watching the news or consuming some kind of content, mm-hmm. uh, news-related content, whether it's on one side or the other, whether it's Fox News or CNN or, or mm-hmm. anything in between or anything further apart, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. more, there's those two. Yep. Uh, if we spent half of that time studying, uh, we would not put nearly as much emphasis on what they can or can't do. Or, or or what they know or don't know. And we, we we are better at seeing what you're talking about. Like, oh, this is another this is another editorial. This is not giving me the facts. And and you talk about conspiracy theories and everything. It's on all sides. I mean it's not like mm-hmm. one or the other. It's uh <laughs> mm-hmm. it's I mean on the one hand we've got the conspiracy theories about uh, the vaccine and mm-hmm. about uh, you know, the election and, mm-hmm. and QAnon and all that kind of stuff. And then the other side, I mean, there was, uh, uh, there's a president now who, who started his campaign and, and built it off of and tells a story about how it was all from that, this one event that didn't actually happen. It, it was, uh, you know, Trump's Charlottesville comments where supposedly he said that, you know, white supremacists are fine people. Mm-hmm. He didn't actually say that, <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he, you know. So it's uh, there's we 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 need to spend more time studying scripture and cultivating our relationship with God and listening to God and some of these other disciplines, mm-hmm. so that we actually get truth. You know, because we're not going to get truth from any of these other sources, and so people that want answers. So the study of Scripture is not going to give you the answers you're looking for necessarily. It's not going to be black and white maybe all the time. And 
and it's going to force you to think, but it's going to give you the answers you should be asking questions about. Mm-hmm. And it's going to give you access to the person that's going to tell you, you know what, why don't you worry about this? You mm-hmm. know, like, uh, you know, my kids, they're all worried about one thing. And, you know, my uh, my son the other day, he's <coughs> got a phone now. He's uh, 11. We weren't sure whether we should do this or not. We just gave him one of our old phones. We got it set up and... And he's like, oh, I'm going to go check and see if it's charged yet. You know, and I, we have to charge it on a charger in our room. It's a long story. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was like, no. <laughs> you got better things to worry about right now, like school, like whatever it was that was going on at the time. I was like, I just plugged it in. I know it's not mm-hmm. charged. It's you got a long ways to go. Give it some time. Get back to work kind of thing. And, of course, you know, he didn't like to hear that, but... I'm his father, and, and what about <laughs> our father looking at us and all the things that we're all obsessed about and worried about and the, the questions we're asking? And maybe he's saying, like, why aren't you asking me these questions? Here, I'll give you these answers, answers mm-hmm. to these questions. They, right, right. they matter so much more. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I just turn off the TV. And really, if people would approach the scriptures like they approach the news, I think they'd get a lot more out of it. Like I I tell people that the Bible is just like a newspaper. It's got different genres. Uh, Parts of the Bible should be like the front page of a newspaper, just facts, events, simple things that happen, or simple things you need to know as as a believer. And then some parts of the Bible are are, um, more of an editorial. it may or may not apply to your life or, or, or to the people around you or, or to your situation. Uh, some parts of the Bible are funny. Some are metaphorical. So, some of them are just history. Mm-hmm. You're just learning some history. It's not. Some uh, are just descriptions that we read, and maybe somehow we get an example out of it. But other parts are a prescription, like you're you take medicine, you need to take it. The Bible is telling you exactly what you need to do. If we would approach the scriptures like that, begin to study them, the different books, the different genres, it's going to help us in other areas of life. When we read a newspaper or, or hear somebody talking through social media, we're, we're going to gain a better ability to discern right from wrong or good or not so good or what applies to me or, hmm. or those around me or, or doesn't. Yeah. Um, God will, for sure, as he renews our mind, awaken us to uh, what's happening in the world around us, I think, a little bit better. See it more a little, uh, a little more objectively. And, and, you know, the gospel is good news. And, and a herald proclaims it. Hmm. So there, there's definitely some connection between the word and man's tendency to consume social media and news, you know, there's some parallelism there that I think we're we're missing because yeah. we, we don't know how to study the scriptures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't. I don't. I need help. That's why I feel like I was even blessed with this uh, this chapter here. D- this first uh, section, just to hey, why do we do this? The purpose of the spiritual disciplines is the total transformation of the person. Mm-hmm the aim at replacing old destructive habits of thought with new life-giving habits. Mm-hmm. Nowhere is this purpose more clearly seen than in the discipline of study. The Apostle Paul tells us that we are transformed through the renewal of the mind. Mm-hmm. The mind is renewed by applying it to those things that will transform it. And then he quotes uh, Philippians uh, 4.8, finally, brethren, whatever is mm-hmm. true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the discipline of study is the primary <laughs> vehicle to bring us to think about these things. Therefore, we should rejoice that we are not left to our own devices, but have been given this means of God's grace for the changing of our inner spirit. It's uh, the word for for Lutherans. The word is very powerful. We we understand word and sacraments. That phrase is thrown around a lot. 
uh, and that the word itself brings power even when we're not using it rightly i mean it's even if we're not uh, fully emotionally engaged the word does something Rome, uh, isaiah 55 talks about uh, just as the rain and snow come down and water the ground and does what god sent it to do so is mm-hmm. my word which comes forth from my mouth right uh, why not set ourselves upon this life-changing gift? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this next paragraph is so... it It's hard as a Lutheran because, I don't know, we don't talk in ways that that highlight life transformation. You know, we, we, we just don't. Um, but but he says here, many Christians remain in bondage to fears and anxieties simply because they do not avail themselves of the discipline of study. Mm-hmm. They may be faithful in church attendance and earnest in fulfilling their religious duties, and still they are not changed. Mm-hmm. I am not here speaking only of those who are going through mere religious forms, so sort of like a pharisaical, you know, I'm just going through the motions thing, Mm -hmm. but of those who are genuinely seeking to worship and obey Jesus Christ as Lord and Master. They may sing with gusto, pray in the Spirit, live as obediently as they know, even receive divine visions and revelations, and yet the tenor of their lives remains unchanged. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they have never taken up one of the central ways God uses to change us. Study. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I've met Christians afraid to compare different ideas, political, theological, other religions, like, like I have experience with other religions, so I'll, I'll, I'll begin to teach some of those things. And they're like, don't be teaching us, that, that's false doctrine. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. If, if you see what they're teaching here, it actually makes the scriptures come even more alive mm. and, and make even more sense because... There's going to be voids in our life, and, and, and something's always going to fill that void. And if we don't uh, study and, and compare it even to uh, something that's false, we, we we really can't appreciate what we have. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the Bible isn't the only place to get good information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's plenty in Buddhism that's good for just humanity, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have the life-changing power of Jesus Christ or the, the forgiveness and, uh, you know, eternal life and, and promises that are there. It doesn't have a Lord who's right. alive. Right. So, but, but to say that there's no truth there or that we have some kind of exclusive claim on truth... Or that if we believe in Jesus and we believe all that we say about Jesus, what makes us think that it's so disastrous for us to know what someone else believes? How, how can we actually talk to them if we don't right. fully understand? And that's how Paul evangelized on Mars Hill. He, he quoted other books. Yeah, yep. Even, even uh, on, on rare occasion, pagan books. <laughs> he knew their language. So, yeah. he, he spoke their language. Uh, and I think a lot of people get nervous around me, Christians, because I get the other books, even though I don't, I'm not speaking about Buddhism or Islam or mm-hmm. anything like that. I'm speaking about like the book of your average 21st century American. Mm-hmm. Like I get that book. Like I get <laughs> why they have this distaste for Christianity. I get why they have this distaste, uh, mm-hmm. this repulsion from the church. Uh, I get the things that are so wrong with what Christians say and do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and, and I talk like that, and I talk like I get that, mm-hmm. and, and I think it makes the, the Christians I know nervous, mm-hmm. you know, right, right, a lot right. of the people. But it's not because I think they're wrong, or at least not all wrong, you know, mm-hmm. Uh before, like, like, just like, here's here's one idea, right? I'll say something like this that I know gets some people very, very nervous because it becomes political, unfortunately. It, it shouldn't, but right, right. I'll say, you know, when you read Genesis, the most, you know, one of, one of the most 
important roles for humanity. Before the Ten Commandments, there was the command to care for the garden. Mm -hmm. We are supposed to take care of this place. Environmentalism. Yeah, and now, (laughs) but then I say that and I go... And I know people are, oh, man, here's a tree hugger. (laughs) Here's uh, Greenpeace, here we come. And, oh, my goodness, he wants to kill jobs, (laughs) and he wants to... I said, no, 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 no. I I am not taking a stance on anything other than saying that God made this place, and it is good, and we should take care of it, and Mm -hmm. I'm not advocating for a policy. I'm not not advocating for a policy. But let's go clean up the beach. You know, or let let's go clean up our neighborhood. Let's mm-hmm. let's do things here and there that we can demonstrate a care for God's creation. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are actually a lot of younger people, Christians, that that find that to be an important issue for them. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're misguided in, in some ways, and and it's been blown up uh, politically in in some ways. We don't want to worship the earth, right? But but Adam was naming all the animals even before Eve showed up. <laughs> and and what if that's an in with people that don't know Jesus? Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I want to go clean up the beach. Who wants to come with me? So study can lead to evangelism. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When, when you're willing to let mm-hmm. God's Word actually shape you and not tell you what you want it to tell you, mm-hmm. which I think is what uh, a, lot of, a lot of stuff out there does. You know, we, we can search and we can find what we want to hear, Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, when people come here on Sunday, you know they didn't get to choose. <laughs> God chose for them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and He told me, you know, and well, at least I think He told me. And I get up there and I say stuff, and I'm sure it shocks them at times. But uh, right, right. Well, hey, uh, any quick because uh, you got to go here. We mm-hmm. we had a lot to say, but I don't know if we got to you know some specific tools on this there are some here in this chapter and i would encourage you to get the book uh, look in your library that's where i got my copy i was able to to get it at the local library Mm -hmm. well let me give credit where credit's due my wife actually got (laughs) it for me at the local library while she was there with the kids Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) thank you honey but you know some specific you know he's got some ideas here repetition he talks Mm -hmm. about uh, any you know your your specific practice. Any any ideas, thoughts, just little nuggets to, for people to take before we send them on their way. Uh, you know, I think just the church needs to adjust in how we are passing down the faith, and we need a new type of uh, catechism. The, the early church uh, definitely uh, instructed, taught their people how to study. I think much more so than now, and, uh, you know, I've, from, from, from daddy day camp with my kids, <laughs> to, to, to teaching youth, to um, teaching men, women, uh, sometimes you teach them all together, sometimes you need to separate them, especially for discipleship, um, there's, there's just a, uh, one of the scriptures says to pray for wisdom for witty inventions. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many witty inventions yeah. God wants to give us to show us how to be all things to all people and, and pass down the faith. And if what we're doing is not working, uh, we don't have to do away with it, but you know, there, there's, there's things we can do differently. And if it's teaching a, a Bible study at Chick-fil-A or, uh, or doing basketball and, and, and tutoring with kids or, uh, getting the ladies together to um, do a, do a, a home, home what do they call them small group home cell yeah, yeah. Uh, th- that's going to help people be better prepared for when they come to church to celebrate whatever type of liturgy or, or, or worship you believe in. Um, there, there needs to be a lot more preparation behind the scenes. Yeah. And then church will become more relevant <laughs> to people. They'll, they'll understand why they're going and what they're doing and. Most people are just going through the motions because they haven't really studied. Uh, you know, when I was real young, I grew up Catholic and didn't really understand what I was doing. Hmm. If I were to go to a Catholic mass today, not that I agree with everything that's going on there, I would understand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> when I was 
Catholic, yeah. I didn't understand. Now that I'm no longer Catholic, I understand everything they're doing based on the scriptures and church history and, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but we've got to do much more in, in terms of instructing people about the faith and how to apply it to what they're learning in school, whether it's pub- public, secular, Christian, um, just, just much more the, the church needs to be doing outside of a, you know, a Sunday morning worship service. Yeah. And, and it takes time. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's not necessarily easy, right? Line, um, line upon line, here a little, there a little. You know, some people like topical messages. Some people like they want to study the Bible one verse at a time. Yeah, F- figure out what you're working with. There's uh, value in in all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the the good thing about uh, the going through line by line is you you get stuck dealing with things whether you want to or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, can't skip anything. <laughs> the the four steps here he's got. You know, how do you do this? First is repetition. Um, second is concentration. Mm-hmm. Uh, third here, comprehension. Uh, well, we not only repeatedly focus the mind in a particular direction, centering our attention on the subject, but understand what we are studying. We reach a new level. That's comprehension. Yeah, one system I have is uh, like learning a bike. Uh, first, you are ignorant and... and uh, incapable. Hmm. So the first step of learning is acknowledging that you're ignorant. <laughs> All right. Uh, then eventually, when you go through the steps, uh, it's like riding a bike. It, it, it becomes automatic. You're no longer even aware of how to do it. Hmm. it. It comes so natural to you. We need to teach in such a way that Christianity becomes so natural we don't even realize we're doing it. Hmm. We're walking with God without even realizing it. Yeah. It's like riding a bike. Yeah. Um, but we begin with acknowledging our ignorance. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we, we don't know why we're taking communion. We don't know yeah. why we're going to church. We, we don't know why we're supposed to share our faith with, with unbelievers. And uh, eventually it all becomes natural. Takes time, yeah. Mm-hmm. But thus the value of uh, repetition, mm-hmm. concentration, comprehension, and then reflection. Um, although comprehension defines what we are studying, reflection defines the significance of what we are studying. To reflect, to ruminate on the events of our time leads us to the inner reality of those events. Reflection brings us to see things from God's perspective. Um, so it, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes intentionality. And uh, y- you talked about uh, some... The word I used, I don't know that you used it. The word I thought of was innovation. Mm-hmm. You know, so we there are lots of ways, and we're going to have to work on this together in figuring out ways to help people mm-hmm. be studying, being disciples rather than just consumers. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that means letting people walk alongside us, walk a lot closer to us mm-hmm. than uh, most pastors are, are willing. willing to do. Mm-hmm. And... I know I struggle with it. I'm I'm trying to figure out who those people might be, uh, specifically that are willing and able, and mm-hmm. and uh, so. But hey, you got to go. I got to go. Uh, the discipline of study. We got to get at this, guys. Um, Amen. Hope this is helpful for you. Hope to catch you again soon. As uh, next week, we should be looking at. Let me see before I say. The discipline oh. of simplicity. Dis- discipline of simplicity. I'm oh. being frugal all the <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me feel bad next week, I think. <laughs> all right. God bless you and hope to uh, catch you sometime soon. See you. Bye. Amen. Good stuff. <laughs>